Hey community, we have a great episode for you today. Hannah Hobbs from Hillsong joins the podcast to talk about her new solo album, Sundown, how she got started with Hillsong, worship leading, being a mom, and so much more. This was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it. And be sure to get all of the master tracks for Sundown on loopcommunity.com. Hey community, what is up? This is Derek. Hope you're all doing well. We're doing another episode of Loop Live a little later in the day than normal because our very important guest is joining us from Australia. So it is actually Friday, March 10th for her. Um, And so we're excited to have Hannah Hobbs joining us. She is with Hillsong and also just released her brand new solo album that we're excited to talk to her about. So let's bring her in. Hi, Hannah. Hi, how are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Thank you. Great. Well, thank you for taking the time to join us. Uh, Our community is just filled with worship leaders and worship pastors and tech members who are singing your songs and Hillsong songs all the time. And so excited to have you on just to get to know you and hear more about your music. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. Uh, well, let's just get into it. Just would love to hear first, how did you start leading worship and writing music? Yeah, I mean, uh, for me personally, like I didn't grow up um, in a Christian family or going to church or anything like that. And then when I was a teenager, 13, I was invited to church by a friend and I felt like I encountered God for the first time. And um, then to like discover after this kind of pivotal moment of meeting Christ and learning to follow him to discover that I could also use my gifts and this passion that I have for music um, to serve him. And it was, it was an amazing moment for me. So I grew up playing guitar and I basically started just playing electric guitar in my church. Um, I don't know if anyone's interested in these details, but I would, I played like a bright green Ibanez glittery green Ibanez um, and who knows, I probably just plugged direct into my aunt back then, but that was, that was the life. Um, but yeah, I love playing guitar. So basically, you know, started playing in church that way. And then in, to sum it up quickly, I just kind of stumbled into songwriting and worship leading. Um, I never felt like that was necessarily my number one strength. Even singing was a big stretch for me. Um, but I did have this heart for God and a heart to serve him and, lead people in worship, I guess. And so I kind of stumbled in a very backwards way into that and have kind of stayed stumbling into that, you know, for the last 10, 20 years. So it's been really, really special to just have that, I guess that discover the joy of using your gifts and using your passions to serve God. Yeah. That's always so exciting when they come together like that and you get to do both. Uh, so yeah, bright green glittery guitar. That's. Do you still have it? I mean, I'd say it is probably at my parents' house somewhere. In okay. you know, in the archives, I'm sure it's there somewhere. You should find it. Bring it out on your next tour. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. When did you join Hillsong and get involved there? Um. Yeah. So it was probably about 13 years ago. Um. I just, I was about to get married to my husband and um, yeah, we moved closer to the city in Sydney here in Australia and yeah, basically just started attending Hillsong Church, the city campus um, here in Sydney. And it's been so special, such a special kind of 
part of our lives and we still love it. We still love being a part of that community. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, I know. Um, so you started going to the church. How did you, did you immediately get involved in the worship ministry or did that happen over time? Yeah, it was kind of like, um, to be honest, we, we started serving like on the welcome team first and just wanted to get involved and kind of meet people in the community. Um, and we, we were kind of just learning again how to just be a part of church and, you know, before getting super involved. Um, so it was, it was a cool learning curve and a journey for us there. But probably about a year in, I started singing, like, I guess you'd call it frontline vocals in church. And, um, yeah, I just started kind of serving on team that way and serving in the youth ministry um, so that was the initial stages of like getting involved on the creative team. I love that you got involved with the welcome team first. I feel like as worship leaders, we sometimes get in our worship leader bubble and we only know the people on the worship team and we stick with the people on the worship team, which is great. And you build strong friendships, but being able to meet a bunch of people in the church can be really special. Yeah, I feel I feel really strongly about that. Like and I try to we try to encourage our, our own worship team now to do the same. Like it's so important like when a service finishes to go out to talk to people from the church, to get to know the people that you're leading in worship every week because I do think it changes the way you see things. It if you're standing up there leading worship and you see for example a family who's, you know, facing extreme sickness and they're believing for healing and for God to bring a breakthrough, well it changes, you know, the way you lead that service. You're aware of these people who are coming into the meeting with, you know, stuff that they're really believing for, miracles and breakthrough. And I think it's so important as like a worship team to stay connected with the people that you're leading. Yeah, I totally agree. And also with songwriting too, like if, you, if you're writing songs for your church, but you don't know anyone in your church, you're not really, you're writing your own songs and then performing them yeah. at church. So hundred percent. Yeah, that's great. So you just released your solo album, Sundown. Congratulations. Thank I you. Think awesome. And I'm not just saying that because you're on here. Um, so what led you to releasing your own album? Because you've written some amazing songs with Hillsong over the years and been a part of that. What encouraged you to release your own album? Um, yeah, I mean, initially it started with just an encouragement from my husband, to be honest. We had like a couple of years, especially here in Australia, where um, we were very much not allowed to travel. <laughs> it was a year or two, 2020, 2021. And um, we had a lot of time to write songs and collaborate amongst our creative community here. And um, one of the silver linings of those difficult years was, you know, we had this collection of songs that we were really excited about and songs that were kind of resonating within our church um, and some of them hadn't found a home yet and so yeah basically it all kind of stemmed from this conversation with my husband saying like if you ever did a project what would you want to do and straight away I was just able to say I would love it to be a live worship project um, mm-hmm. super raw like I want people to be able to feel the room and feel like when they listen to it they're kind of there um, yeah. and you know, as a Christian growing up, um, I've had so many defining moments in the presence of God, you know, that those Sunday night services that go on and on over time because people just want to keep worshiping or 
growing up going to summer camps and having these nights of worship that you feel like really mark you and change you. And Mm -hmm. here I am, I guess now in my 30s, I'm married, I'm a mom, and I still crave those moments with God, even maybe more than ever. And so I guess the hope with this project was like to kind of create a night like that, that people could encounter God and then hopefully whatever we captured would also be felt in that similar way on the other side. Um, So, yeah, that was kind of the catalyst to just committing to doing a project and hoping that people would find it refreshing and just leave them wanting to keep chasing after God and keep worshiping. Refreshing is a great word, I feel like, for the album Um, and just for connecting with God through the songs. That's really awesome. Um, So specifically, can you tell us maybe about the songs a little bit, either a specific song or just maybe what, how did those songs, so they kind of came about through 2020 and all that time. But if you want to share about the album at all. Yeah. I mean, there's such a, I feel like there's a good range of songs on the project. Um, There's one song called Give Thanks, which is basically just, it's pretty close to, you know, scripture in terms of the Psalms and their encouragement to give thanks to the Lord. Um, Some of it is almost like direct scripture references and um, that's just a song of gratitude and it feels really kind of just important. I think it's still a song that's serving our community now two years after, almost three years after introducing it. And um, so that song's been really special, Give Thanks. Um, There's a song called Like Honey, which is, um, yeah, it's kind of a little prophetic. There's a line in it that says, I believe that greater things are yet to come. I know I'm going to see it. I'll pray until I see it. And we've only just introduced that recently in our church, but it's been really sweet to watch people kind of sing that out with faith. And I think particularly after a couple of difficult years to say, you know, I believe that greater things are ahead. It feels all the more powerful. Um, There's a song called Broken Into Beautiful, which has been so surprising to us because it's a song that we didn't realize we were really writing when we wrote it. Um, It Mm. was kind of before it's time. It's about healing and restoration and, God restoring the stolen years of our lives. And um, yeah, I just, I, I, I've been pretty overwhelmed with how people have resonated with that song. And um, yeah, it's, that's been a really special song. And then also there's an instrumental kind of track on the project called Sundown. Um, and that was just like a really unplanned moment from the night of worship that we did. And one of our uh, producers off the record, Michael Kaich, has let just played out. It ended up going for like 20 minutes. People just wanted to keep worshiping. People were praying. And um, it was at the very end of the night. We didn't know how to finish the meeting. And he started playing out. The faith, like the faith in the room was pretty tangible. And um, that was a really special moment as well, for sure. That's great. Yeah, I feel like I have seen just a lot of people drawn to the more vulnerable um, and more personal songs, especially the last few years. So that's been really cool to see. And it makes sense. People would really resonate with those songs on the album. Was there anything that you learned doing a solo project that you either weren't prepared for, or you didn't know when you were releasing music, like with Hillsong as a group? Yeah, <laughs> I feel like, Probably. yeah, my, um, I, I feel like my respect and, and just like, gratitude for people who have carried projects over the years really went through the roof, you know, mm. because 
um, I guess you don't really know like the weight of what it really takes to carry a project and get it across the line until you have to do it yourself. And yeah. um, I just feel like this was a really sweet process, but I also, my eyes were open to like just the detail, the amount of detail and decisions that need to be made. And um, also just, I feel such gratitude for like the broad team who help make this kind of thing happen like everyone from like you know video editors to like um color grading guys and you know mastering the guys who master the project and mix it like it was so uh, fun to just work with everyone and even just um you know the audio engineers became such a special part of the whole thing and you spend so much time together you spend so yeah. much time discussing different things and what you're shooting for um, yeah, it was, there's so much that goes into a project and I guess you kind of are aware of it, but when you have to carry it yourself, you realize, oh, these, these people are very amazing. They're very good at what they do and we could not do this without them. So, uh, yeah, just that kind of, um, I guess like eyes open to how amazing people are and, and this kind of broad range of skill sets that's required in order to, you know, really complete a project and get it across the line. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of uh, just artists and people I talk to are always like, it's getting it across the line. It's the, <laughs> you don't just write the song and it posts it and it's done. And it's so much goes on to it. So it's awesome. You had such a great team and got to see their work firsthand through all of that. That's great. So we have a lot of worship leaders that we hear from all the time who are like, I'd love to start writing my own songs for my church, or I have songs or bits of songs, but I don't know what to do next. Do you have any tips just for worship leaders um, that want to get started writing? Yeah, I mean, in terms of writing songs for our church, for the church, I think we touched on this before about like, it's important to be connected with the heartbeat of your church and like, and just be aware of what's coming up and what season your church is in um, because, you know, you can write an amazing song, but if it's not timely for the church or it doesn't resonate, you know, in that season, um, sometimes it can be a bit of a, there can be a disconnect. Um, and so that's something I think is important. I also feel like it's, you, you can never really go too wrong when you're writing from scripture, like Bible themes um, yeah. One of the things I, I, I've written all kinds of songs, like songs about how I feel towards God, very personal songs. Um, but what I've noticed over the years is like the songs that generally resonate really quickly are the Bible based Bible themed songs. Because um, mm -hmm. the cool thing about that is, you know, the people in our churches, they already have decided that they love the word of God and they are passionate about it. And so you've got this common interest and common investment in the word of God in the, in the scriptures. And so if they read a, a, a lyric on the screen that says, enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise or something along those lines, um, they already know it a lot of the time and they love it. And so they want to sing it straight away. Um, whereas when we're kind of singing our personal perspective, I think those songs have a place too, but people have to think about it. Do I feel how you feel? Do I want to sing the same way you want to sing? And um, so, yeah, I think really like scripture-based, Bible-themed songs are a really great gift to the church. And then also songs that are 
this sounds very obvious, but easy to catch on to and easy to sing along with. Um, those kind of songs really help as well. Yeah, for sure. It's whenever there's a new song introduced at church, if it's hard to sing, it's everybody's just kind of standing around. Yes. <laughs> Being like, can't wait till this one's done. Let's go back to In Christ Alone, please. <laughs> it's that look, that blank stare from the congregation where you're like, oh, wow, maybe this is more complicated than I realized, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, our founder, Matt McCoy, he always says, put your songs in a key that people can sing. And yeah. if you're struggling to hit it, your congregation's for sure going to struggle to hit it. So, yeah. Yeah. And even things it. like that, like, like, you know, when you're writing a song, like we talk about this sometimes amongst our writing friends, but like even the range of a song, like yeah. as, as a vocalist for some people, it might, for example, be super exciting to like, have a, an octave jump verse, like, a, a yeah. you know, you're down the octave and then you jump up and it feels amazing. But, like, again, a lot of people in the church can't jump the octave when they sing. Right. <laughs> and so, like, it's just considering the decisions you make, like keeping even the range of melody notes kind of tight so that people can, so majority of people can sing along. It's, yeah, I guess I, I like that thought, being considerate of, the church and what's going to be easy for them to catch on to. Yeah, definitely. That's great. Those are super helpful. So in turn, that's amazing for songwriting. If you were to go back and um, tell the girl with the green guitar or sit down with a young worship leader and have coffee, what kind of advice would you give them for just worship leading or life or anything? Yeah. I'm, I mean, the first thing that comes to mind is like, just to have fun and find the like joy in the process of all these things. There was definitely um, many years and different times throughout my kind of growing up where I probably um, took myself too seriously, you know, like um, put too much pressure on other people to see, you know, the potential in ideas and songs and concepts that I had. Um, And I think it's just so important to have fun. Like, reality is if you're going to commit, for example, to being a songwriter, you're going to spend countless hours writing songs for the rest of your life. And so majority of those songs are probably never going to be heard. Um, that's the, that's the reality. There's going to be a, a percentage that will be, but so if you're going to spend all that time hanging out with people, co-writing, you may as well have fun and you may as well enjoy it and find that joy in the process, even as a worship leader, like, you know, if we're going to keep doing this for another 10, 20 years, uh, you're going to spend a lot of time in rehearsal, a lot of time sound checking and getting mixes right. So it's just important to have fun and enjoy the company you're in. I think Um, it's pretty simple, like encouragement, but I just, I, I feel like that's been a really helpful tip for me over the years. It's just like learning to have fun along the way and enjoy the company that I'm in and hang out with people and kind of find the joy in the process. Yeah, definitely. It can be so easy to focus on the negative or the one piece of criticism you received during the week or um, the one song that you played that everybody just kind of blank stared at you during and you're just like, oh, this is so stressful. It's so frustrating. And yeah, just having fun and remembering that we get to play music <laughs> for God and yes. um, lead our congregations and yeah, Absolutely. have fun. It's great. I love that. 
I think it's so easy to forget a lot of times. Um, so that's helpful. So two more questions for you, just a fun one. Um, just a little behind the scenes. What's like a normal week look like for you? Are you spending a lot of time songwriting? Are you traveling a lot, especially right now in this time with the new album? Yeah, I mean, at the moment, there's been lots of like kind of catching up with people doing, having conversations like this, talking about the project, um, which has been really special. Um, but I, I try to at least write a day or two a week. Um, and so that's a big part of my life. Um, here in Sydney, it kind of looks like traveling to a studio somewhere in the city, meeting up with friends and working on something specific. Um, but yeah, I'm also a wife and a mom. So my son started school this year and school runs, driving him to and from school is also a big part of my life. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's a combination of just family and writing songs. And I also just serve in our local church. So um, being involved there across the weekend is a big part of our life as well. So it's a bit of a mixed bag, but that's kind of a general summary of it. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the school drop-offs for sure. Yeah. Uh, they're in there. So that's great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to do this. What's one song from Sundown that you'd love for anybody watching to just go check out right after this? Uh, yeah, thanks for having me. And um, I think a song that I would like encourage people to go and listen to is Broken Into Beautiful. It's just a song about healing and restoration, and especially for anyone who's you know, facing times where, you know, you're believing for God to bring breakthrough and even needing healing um, or just wondering what's ahead, a, a little sense of uncertainty within. I think that song will um, hopefully be a great encouragement. So Broken Into Beautiful would be the one. That's great. Awesome. We'll go listen to that and you can all get the master tracks to lead these songs at your church. Um, on Loop Community, so be sure to check that out as well. Hannah, thank you so much. We'll talk to you later. Thank you so much. See you later. Bye. Awesome. That was great. Thank you all for watching. Be sure to go listen to Sundown and yeah, get all of the master tracks on loopcommunity.com. And yeah, comment one thing below that you resonated with that Hannah shared or a songwriting tip that's helpful for you. Um, we'd love to hear what you enjoyed about the interview. And uh, we'll see you next time on Loop Life. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this week's podcast. Couldn't do what we do without you. Let us know in the comments what you thought. Also, make sure you hit the subscribe button. Follow us on Facebook, YouTube. Stay tuned. we got a bunch more stuff coming. Appreciate you guys. See ya.